0: this is what the flux i'm brett and i'm justin and it's- Friday the 19th of February. It's been a huge 24 hours, Justin. Huge. Especially if you like using Facebook. Mm -hmm. But Flux fam, if you still want to get your news, particularly your business news, I'd suggest signing up for the Flux Weekly Newsletter. It'll hit your inbox every Monday morning. It's the place to be. Head to our website, www.flux.finance or, of course, the link is in the show notes. All right, Brett, it's official. A judge has ruled that Global Bank Citibank cannot recover the $644 million it paid out by mistake. Repeat by mistake the judge called it one of the biggest blunders in banking history you never like to be told one of those ones Justin <laughs> someone's losing a job fortunately we have three really uplifting stories this Friday let's do it for our first Facebook has restricted news publishers and everyday Aussies from sharing or viewing Australian and international news content this is a gigantic story Huge. no doubt one of the biggest of 2021 yep. what is happening here the Australian government's proposal new media bargaining code Mm -hmm. basically requires Facebook and Google to pay media companies for their content. And it could become a law as soon as next week. But Facebook Australia reckons the code fundamentally misunderstands the relationship between Facebook and publishers who use it to share news content. So B-Man basically Facebook said to itself we've got two options here. Yeah, either we can comply with this new code which Mm -hmm. really 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 does not suit us at all or we could just stop allowing news content on Facebook in Australia at all full stop. So far, the discussions have been <clears throat> um, tense, would you say, but somewhat productive. And then yesterday morning, Facebook went nuclear. They decided <laughs> to remove news content from all news outlets on Facebook. So what's the key learning here? The Australian government's hardcore stance on Facebook is likely to inspire other countries around the world to take similar action. Australia's media bargaining code is a pretty intense example mm-hmm. of how governments have the capability to influence the relationship between. Big tech, yep. the media industry, mm-hmm. and consumers. What's interesting, though, is that Facebook is taking a really hardline approach, while Google is keen to play nice yes. and lock in deals with news outlets independently. The key difference, Justin, between Facebook and Google, mm-hmm. though, is that publishers actually add their content to Facebook. True. Whereas Google just scoops up and hoovers and gives it to us in a little clean blue text format. No doubt, Brett, countries around the world will be watching on with bated breath. Mm. For our second story, Rio Tinto has given in to pressure from investors and will finally make plans to reduce the massive carbon emissions of its customers. It's all happening at Rio Tinto. Tell me more. All right, Rio Tinto has had a bit of a stinky mm-hmm. year. There was the firing of its CEO, its iron ore boss and head of corporate <laughs> affairs. And this was mainly due to Rio's decision to blast a 46,000-year-old sacred indigenous site mm. in WA. But the company still managed to achieve a profit of $9.8 billion Billion US and dollars. how the bananas did they manage this? <laughs> Largely thanks to a boom in the price of iron ore. And recently, Rio has been copping plenty of heat from investors too. A lot of attention has been drawn on Rio Tinto's carbon emissions, Justin. Which they committed to see a 30% drop by 2030. And to show that Rio is serious, they're going to include these emissions goals in bonus plans for key executives. Now we're talking. So what's the key learning here? For many years, Rio Tinto has tried to step away from the pressure it gets around setting environmental goals. And they They justified it by making record (laughs) profits. But the tide is turning in the mining industry thanks to shareholder pressure. Case in point, Brett, Glencore, another huge mining company, has put Mm. its climate goals of being net zero by 2050 to a shareholder vote. And then the nation of China, they've pledged to be carbon neutral by 2060. And Rio's big competitor, BHP, has committed to work with its customers to limit their carbon emissions too. So despite pushing back in the past, Rio Tinto knows that now is the time to lift its game for our third and final story Australia's most successful and least known company CSL has seen its (laughs) profits boom 45% thanks to the flu industry going bananas love this one from CSL tell Mm -hmm. me more but first tell me they are. <laughs> right. CSL started life in 1916 as Commonwealth Serum Laboratories. And obviously no one is allowed a name that long <laughs> anymore, so in 1991 they rebranded to just CSL. And CSL develops, manufactures and then sells products that treat serious medical conditions. Oh, and it's worth the casual, um, hello, 131 billion smackaroonies. <laughs> That's more than nab. That's more than Woolworths. And now, CSL's racked up its best profit growth and revenue growth for quite some time. So what is the key learning here? With biotech companies big and small failure is a reality of drug development in other words the millions that go into research and development has no guarantee of resulting in a big vaccine or cure for a serious disease and for CSL the past year has been a case of you win some you lose some the good news is the wins have been bigger than the losses though Flux fam if you want to learn more about the stories that we cover in the podcast head to our learn page at www.flux.finance or the link is in the show notes thanks for listening have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you on Monday.